Let's jump in. What do we believe about God? I was, uh, Amy was making fun of me. She said I was full on pageant mom down here when I was trying to encourage my son. I was just going for it. I said, I'm going to own it. We dressed alike. I'm going to pageant mom this up and I'm going to be right there teaching him how to do it. So, um, you know, I, it's important. I told our team this this morning. This is not a throwaway Sunday. This is an investment Sunday. We are investing in the next generation. And I'm telling you, you see it in front of us right here as my son just runs freely. So here's what I'm gonna do. 10 minutes, starting right now. We've got bets on this, all right? People are betting me if they beat the Baptist to lunch today. We got it right here. Let's go, 10 minutes. What do we believe about God? By the way, next time we do this family style, you are teaching the lesson. Yes, who wants Miss Christina? One of our kids' teachers, yes, you're teaching it. What am I, I was so nervous last night, I was up till 10, 10.30 just trying to think through, what am I going to say, how am I gonna do it? I am not the kids' guy, but you are the kids' teacher. Hey, really quick, how many of you are thankful for our kids' ministry team that teaches our kids every single week? So thankful for you all. Love you all. All right, we're in a season called Theology for Everyone because theology is for everyone. kids. Let me hear you. Theology is for everyone. Everyone is what you're going to scream, okay? Theology is for everyone. Where are the kids? Theology is for that sounded good. Okay, that means you're a theologian. It's six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old. We all have to know what we believe and why. So here's what we're talking about. What do I believe about God? How does it change my heart? And what do I do because of it, okay? So number one is this. What do I believe about God? I'm going to say it, and then you got to yell it back at me, okay? I think that's, that's proper elementary uh, teaching, right? Just get them to scream the answers at you. Okay, good. I'm taking cues from you. All right, here we go. Here's what we believe about God. Kids, are you ready? <laughs> I've already lost them. Two minutes in. I've already lost them. Let me wrap this in. Here's what we believe about God. What? That was so good. Did I miss it? So good. Shout me down. God is God. Thank you. Here's what we believe about God. God is God. I've got one section. Even the adults are out by now. They're like, no, too many kids, a sensory overload. God is God. We believe that God is God. He's bigger than anything that we face. The, the alternative would be God is God, I am not. Maybe that's a better one. God, I asked Canaan the other day, I said, who is God? And he goes, God? Like, perfect answer. That's exactly who God is. You know what's interesting, and now I'm going to get off the rails a little bit, but God never makes a case for himself in scripture. He doesn't have to. From the very beginning, Genesis 1, he says, in the beginning, God, it's already insisted, assumed, he's there. He never makes a case for himself. His work makes the case for him, okay? Exodus 20, 1 through 3 says, then God gave the people all these instructions. I am the Lord your God who rescued you from the land of Egypt, the place of slavery. You must not have any other God but me. We believe God is 
God and I am not. Revelation 4 verse 11 says, you are worthy, O Lord our God, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and they existed because you created what you pleased. What happens if we try to be God? We were never designed to be God. We don't have the capacity to be God, but when God is God, then things are functioning in proper order. I, I tried to come up with a little illustration for you. Let it me disappear really quick. Back here. Boo. Hey. Hey, how are you? Let me ask you this. Kids, if I try to pour this into this, what will happen? It will overflow. I don't need, college students know this. You guys got this. Kids, if I pour this into this, what will happen? It will overflow. But if I pour this into this, what will happen? It'll hold it. It has the capacity for it. We have to understand this. When this is us, the only thing we have capacity for, God has a greater capacity than us. I'm falling apart. Kid, are you with me? I'm trying to teach kids here, people. Give me a little bit of grace, okay? God has a greater capacity than we have. And when God is God, I have someone to go to. When I am trying to be God myself, I run out of capacity. Amen? Amen? You with me, son? Okay, number, God is what? God is? God is? Okay, I'm, I got two minutes left. Here we go. Number two, God is living and gives me life. Let's try again. God is living and gives me life. God is and gives me life. Okay, let me read you the scripture. Hosea 1 verse 10 says, yes, the time will come when Israel's people will be like the sands of the seashore, too many to count. Then at the place where they were told, you are not my temple, it will be said, you are children of the living, living God. Hebrews 9 verse 14 says, just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify our consciences from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God. For by the power of the eternal spirit, Christ offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. Here's what we have to understand. We were dead in sin. Christ made us alive, which means our God is living and gives life. Our God is living and gives life. Life. Say it with me. Our God is living and our God gives life. God, I butchered that, right? Um, let me read you these. This is important. No, let's just, let's just jump to illustration, okay? How does God give us life? I love it. The kingdom of heaven is beautiful, is it not? Is the kingdom of heaven beautiful? Yesterday, we went to Golden Corral, <laughs> right? At 4.30, don't judge me. I can already feel you judging me. We went to Golden Corral at 4.30 in the afternoon. You know, someone said last week, I, I pick on the seniors. I, I don't pick on you, I am you. I'm, I'm at Golden Corral at 4.30 in the afternoon. 
Like, I'm not picking on you. I'm not hating on you. I'm joining you. I'm with you, right? And so we're there, and I'm listening to my son in the back of our car. He brought a friend with us, and he's telling me about Golden Corral, and he's telling his friend about Golden Corral. He's saying, listen, this place has everything that you could ever want. It's got all this food and strawberry shortcake and banana pudding and carrot cake, and he's listing off all the desserts, and he's like, you can have as many as you want, and it's ice cream in this machine, and then there's bread, and there's chicken, and there's steak, and he's talking about all of these things. So we get there, and they're excited to get everything they have. So when we get it, you know, they have that long line, and we're filling up drinks, and then they're waiting right there. And I mean, they were like vultures. They had plates, and they were standing there, and they were staring at the line, and they wanted to eat. But before they could get in, I had to pay a price. I had to pay for them to get in, right? When we talk about God as living and gives us life, God is living and he gives us life because he paid the price for our sins through Jesus. Oh, come on, parents, that was a good one, right? You'll be able to reuse that one. You'll be able to reuse that one at lunch, okay? So, we believe God is God. We believe God is living and gives me life. And now the third, I trust in the goodness of our living God. So, we believe God is God. That's what we believe about God. God is God. What does that do to my heart? It encourages me because our God is living and gives me life. So, what do I do because of it? I trust in the goodness of our living God. I love Galatians 2.20. It says, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Jesus says, Mark 10, 18, why do you call me good? Jesus asked, only God is truly good. We trust in the goodness of God. What do we do, Jet? We trust in the goodness of God, right? We trust in the goodness of God. Gosh, that was one of my favorite things. That will be on repeat. Offering time, this is our new thing, right? New people are going to come and be like, what is wrong with this guy? I promise you, the kids started it. Uh, let, me, let me illustrate for you trusting in the goodness of God. Kids, we got one minute left. Will you pay attention to me one more minute? How many of you jump into the pool to your parents? How many of you? You jump into your parents and you jump into your parents, why? Because you know they won't let you go under, right? You jump in, we were at the pool the other day and we had Zadok with us and Zadok came up to the edge and I didn't think he would because he's real gun shy around water, but the second I came up to him, Zadok looked at me, he smiled with his two little front teeth and then he jumped off at me and I caught him and at first I thought, this little boy is crazy and then it made total sense to me. He jumps to dad because he knows I'm a place of trust. He knows I'm a place Place of safety. When we trust in the goodness of the living God, we jump into his arms, right? <laughs> so awesome. Jet said, one time I was in Austin and I jumped in, slipped, and fell off. God would have caught you, Jet. God would have caught you. Amen. Let's wrap this up. What do we believe? 
I promise you I'm never teaching the kids lesson again. This is why they fired me from kids ministry. God is God, I am not. God is living and gives me life and I trust in the goodness of our living God. Let's say them all together one more time. God is God, I am not. God is living and gives me life. I trust in the goodness of our living God. In our sermon notes, you will see I put a bunch of questions for you to ask your kids, the scriptures and everything else. If they got anything from today, then you'll have some follow-up for the sermon notes. But uh, I just want to tell you, to me, I absolutely love looking around and seeing children, hearing kids, and seeing the kingdom of God on full display. Is this not worth it or what? Is this not worth it or what?